0: Basically the same formula exists, whether you're selling courses about mindfulness or whether you're selling courses about parenting or about camera confidence. It's the same thing that you sell a small ticket course, low cost course, and then that enables you to sell at
1: scale. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income and life. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am talking to my friend Lucy Griffiths, who is the creator of the Confident on Cameras Courses. This was a fantastic interview with Lucy. I originally reached out to her because I heard that she had sold over 30,000 copies of her courses. I was so impressed by this, and I wanted to find out how she did it. So that's exactly what we get into in this interview, but it was really cool because it tied into something I'm working on in my business right now. And it also tied into the guest expert we have inside Startup Society right now. I talk more about this in the interview, but basically the exact type of funnel that Lucy describes that she used to sell all these courses is the type of funnel that right now we're teaching the Startup Society members how to build. So like I said, we get more into that into the interview. So let's get on into it. Here's Lucy. Hey there Lucy and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's really lovely to see you.
1: Yeah, it's so good to see you too. It's been a little while. So, I want to start out by explaining what prompted me to reach out to you to be on the show today. Basically, a few weeks ago, I cleaned out who I was following on Instagram, and so I unfollowed a whole bunch of people just because I wanted to kind of declutter and get down to the people who I loved the very most, and you made the cut. And so I Woo! think I hadn't been seeing your posts for a little while because I was following a a lot of people. Um, but once I cleaned things out, then your post started popping up in my feed again. And I was like, Oh, there's Lucy. Nice to see her. And so I tapped over to your profile to see what you were up to. And I saw that you had added to your bio that you had sold 30,000 copies of your course. And I was really impressed by that. And I immediately just thought, I want to reach out to Lucy and hear this story. Find out how you sold so many copies of your course because, well, for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons is because I know you don't actually have a huge audience yourself. And that is a very impressive number of courses to have sold. So first of all, just congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I really would just love to have you start by kind of telling the story. You could maybe start by giving us a little bit of context. Tell us what your course is and a little bit, maybe, about your audience and what you do. And then tell us, yeah, just how this happened.
0: Sure. So essentially, I created a course about four years ago. And it was a course about being camera confident and using video. And I probably sold about 25 and it just sort of sat on the shelf getting dusty. And I was really looking for a way to try and sell that more and take myself out of the process. So I was doing a lot of, as many service based businesses are doing, I was doing a lot of work where I was just doing a lot of one on one work with people and I was doing a lot of video production for other people. And it was really full on and trying to juggle that with family life was just impossible. And I was getting to the point of burnout. So I revisited my course and I broke it down into a micro course, which was called Confident on Camera. And then sort of a, a next stage, which I called Go Live and Thrive. And and then I built a bigger signature course and, and from that, I basically started selling using both my YouTube channel and also Facebook ads. And mm-hmm. so, how I was doing it was selling a low ticket offering, so say $27 for my course, and using Facebook ads to sell it. And mm-hmm. in the process of doing that, the cost of sale is covered by the Facebook ad cost. Mm-hmm and gives you some profit. So then you can scale that and spend more money each day. So I'm spending a chunk of change every day on Facebook ads, but I'm also making a chunk of change every day that allows me to reinvest in Facebook ads and spend a little more money, and also then keep profit for myself. So essentially, over the course of 18 months now, I've sold 30,000 courses. And yeah, it's it's given me a lot of, you know, enabled me basically to stop doing one-to-ones in the way that I was doing before and just pick and choose what I do. And in the process, I have then been sort of invited, asked to collaborate on other projects. So this year, probably not the best year to be doing it with coronavirus. <laughs> I was approached, first of all, the end of last year by a mummy blogger to set up a, a, a series of courses same way that I'm doing it. So we did a joint venture to create a series of sort of parenting tips and confidence in, in motherhood. And so we created a series of courses. And then I was also approached by a magazine called Psychologist Magazine which is a really big brand in the UK. It's kind of a glossy magazine. And they also wanted me from my spare bedroom to collaborate with them and do a joint venture. So it was basically me and my husband helped me do numbers because I'm rubbish at them. And so he's so we were sort of sitting there having these meetings with like the publisher, the MD of you know, this this company that owns a hundred magazines. And anyway, um, fast forward months through coronavirus and everything else, um, we have um, launched a series of courses and they're doing, we've only been launched a couple, just two months now. And we've, we're we're already in double digits of how many courses we were selling. So yeah, so selling thousands of courses with psychologies as well. So it's been a pretty full on year with creating all these different courses, but Basically, the same formula exists, whether you're selling courses about mindfulness or whether you're selling courses about parenting or about camera confidence. It's the same thing that you sell a small ticket course, low cost course, and then that enables you to sell at scale.
1: So cool. And what an amazing story. And I didn't know any of the story, you know, before this interview. So something really interesting about this to me uh, is how it ties into something that we're doing inside startup society right now. Right now, we actually have a guest expert in the program who is a Facebook ad strategist. His name is Tony Rooley. And that is exactly what he's working with the members on is building out a tripwire funnel, which is really what you were describing, as I'm, I'm sure you know, and just creating this these Facebook ad campaigns that are selling this low cost offer that then covers the cost of the campaigns. And what is so neat about that is that you're growing your list in the process you're growing, and not just a list of people, but a list of customers who have bought from you who are the warmest of the warm leads, right? Absolutely. And that's it that
0: you have people who because they've actually spent money with you. It's not like, in, in the old days of Facebook ads where you were doing a freebie and hoping somebody would um, sign up to your list and then they'd be on your list and they'd join your Facebook group and then you'd attempt to sell to them. And and with that strategy, often you know, you've got a lot of freebie hunters and then they joined your Facebook group. And then it, I'm a terrible salesperson. I, you know, I just, it's not my thing. I'm not very good You can't, at it. You can't keep saying that at this yeah. point,
1: right? <laughs> you,
0: you lost <laughs> my claim to fame. <laughs> so, so, but the beauty of this is, is I record, I can, I can write a script Mm -hmm. and I can record a video that's a script that sells. And Mm -hmm. then that does the selling for me, and it just sells on repeat. So it means that it takes me out of the process. And there's, you know, otherwise, if I were having like a discovery call with somebody, I'd be waffling around the subject, I'd be avoiding it, any kind of talk about money I just would completely go off on tangents and end up you know saying oh I'll, yes okay and you know <laughs> offer to work for free or just basically <laughs> half the cost of my my prices or all kinds of things my husband would just be despairing of me and so this way just avoided all of that and I, it just meant that I, I sold on repeat.
1: I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that. Entrepreneurs who are having to sell their own products, you know, and they weren't taught how to be salespeople. And I know I've been there too, getting on a sales call and then just agreeing to all sorts of things that you didn't mean to agree to and not being the professional that you wanted to be. And, you know, there's all sorts of problems to run into. So I really appreciate what you're saying about basically being strategic and intentional about your selling process ahead of time and pre-recording things so that you take your, you know, you said take yourself out of the process, but you're still in the process. It's more like you're taking your emotion out of the process, right? You're taking the the, the stressful situation out of the process. Yes,
0: absolutely. It just, it just completely removed all the stress I could cope with doing a sales <laughs> script. And so, yeah, so that basically enabled me to, to scale and sell at scale and, and in the process, as you said, grow my list and do all those things that we want to do. But sometimes in the beginning, we can feel like, We're just sort of treading water and it's not really happening. So, yeah, that's that's how it's it's sort of it's everything has changed really in that way
1: hmm. So I have some nerdy questions for you about the Facebook ads themselves and your strategy there. So the first one I think is when you're running these Facebook ads to sell your your low cost course, did you run them with the uh, so that they were optimized to sell the course specifically? Or were you optimizing them for leads? And so and when people clicked on the ad, were they taken directly to a sales page for the course? Or were they taken to like a free opt-in page? And then the course was offered for sale on the thank you page.
0: So they were specific ads to sell the low ticket course. And it went to a sales page selling the course. So it's all about the course, people buy that. And then there's there's an order bump. So order bump is thirty seven dollars and and then from there they then are sold into a bigger ticket course for two nine seven. And
1: yeah, so it's- it's, When you um, say from there, they're sold into the more expensive course. Do you mean right after they purchase that $27 product that after they get to essentially the thank you page for buying that they are offered a more expensive product? They're then offered a more
0: expensive product. And then if they say no, thank you to that, then they're offered a cheaper product. And and then on the back of that, they're then offered another product. So they're basically, (laughs) they go through a series of five different products straight away.
1: I've heard that that can really help to increase your average cart value. Yes. Have you found that to be the case? And that is what it's all about:
0: making sure that your average order value is is the is is as optimal as possible. Because you you want the front end of the funnel to be successful, but you also want to make sure that the back end is also successful. And certainly now, I've seen it both with my own business, but also with these joint ventures you want to make sure that everything is in symmetry and so that all the courses are interrelated and connected. So mine, they're all really, really interconnected and and so I have a great average order value. Whereas say some of the other joint ventures, they do really well on the front end and they don't sell so many on on the back end. But as long as you're charging the right price point for the front end, it doesn't matter so much. But obviously, you do want them to be be buying. If you have one or two people a day spending Mm 297, then that really helps boost your average um, sales for the week. And that's, that's what you're looking for, really.
1: Okay. So, so with that first product that they're faced with that $27 product, my question here is, do you know if you are just breaking even on your Facebook ad cost with that one product, or if you are positive with that product? So we are always
0: positive with that product. My, so I have to say that I'm not great with numbers. And so my husband tracks this, at great detail and so so we are we're always in a really strong position and if say let's say august it's a it's a it's a more challenging month we sort of just kind of scrape over that line but the rest of the year we are making you know double the the order value pretty, on average basically
1: Okay, great. And so then obviously having those additional offers that are subsequently offered to these new customers is going to be increasing that significantly. Yes, and that's what is you know, adding
0: into the bottom line and ensuring that we can also scale our Facebook ads and test out new markets.
1: So going back to something you said a couple minutes ago, you said it was really important to have symmetry with your offers. And so what do you mean there? Is it basically that you need your offers to be congruent and kind of like logically lead one to the next? Yes, absolutely. Do you give me an example of how your different programs work together in this way?
0: Okay. So for example, for my courses, so it's camera confident and then it goes into so from that it goes into go live and thrive so essentially it's oh how to get confident on camera course number 1 and then how to actually switch on and go live on facebook course number 2 and then course number 3 is how to use youtube so it's kind of there's there's a flow to it mm-hmm. and then course number 4 is how to sell on camera so again there's there's absolute you know, everything goes into each other and it's streamlined. For psychologies, I was creating the courses with the editor in chief of psychologies and my business she's also my business partner Susie Walker. And so we did we did two we were doing four courses we did two courses each. So Susie's course 1 is called create the life you want, which is a fantastic course. It's just brilliant. I can't rave about it enough it's so good and so that's course one and then course two is my course which is imposter syndrome so it doesn't although it's a it's it's a fine course it's you know it it doesn't quite click in the way Mm -hmm. that and we're going to change that to something that is that there is a much more symmetry with it that it just flows and so we're Looking to change that within the months so that then it's just a no brainer for people to tick
1: that box and and get the order bump. I love that. Just yeah, making it a no brainer for them, because it sounds to me like those two different courses, probably, you know, you would have a lot of people who both courses would appeal to, you know, the same sort of person. But the buying decision is going to be motivated by two different problems that people might be struggling with. And the desire that people have, they would be buying the course to satisfy or to fulfill is going to be different for both of those. And so while there would be a lot of crossover, like in our Venn diagram of the two kinds of people, right, who might buy this course, there will be crossover. There'll be a lot of people in the middle of that Venn diagram, but it is two different circles of people. And so you'll be losing a lot of customers who won't be interested in the second course. Yes. And that's exactly it. you know,
0: it hadn't fully, I hadn't really appreciated that until we were sort of going through it. And then now we've been selling for um, eight weeks that I now realize like, okay, we, this, we can switch this up. And so we're going to do something that's really closely related, basically create the life you want, and then how to stay on track once you've created the Mm. life you want, which again, there's a flow, there's a symmetry.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a much more logical flow because I think a lot of people, you know, they think, okay, I could do X, Y, and Z and create the life I want, but how do I stay consistent with it? How do I keep that up? You know, how do I maintain the habits that, you know, contribute to this life I love? And that's exactly it. So it's, it's always thinking, what's the add on? What's the,
0: what's the extra Thing that you can offer people, and and you could do that in a variety of ways. Whether that's you know you've got course one, and then it's a digital product to go with it, a planner, or something that is just a no brainer. It's an something that will go with course one, because you get I get about forty percent of people buying my course two, and so you know it, it is possible to get a really good rate of order bump. Mm -hmm. so the more that you can make it that there's that symmetry the more successful your funnel will be
1: yeah 40 percent is an amazing rate and i think that's just a testament of what you were talking about there that it's so important for that offer to kind of like logically follow for there to be that symmetry
0: absolutely because you you're paying for that customer so you want to absolutely maximize that customer and the way you can do that is by having this
1: order bump Perfect. Okay. So now I have a few questions for you about the Facebook ads themselves. The yes. first one is, do you run the ads yourself or did you outsource that? I outsource that. I started off
0: doing Facebook ads myself. And and I think in the beginning, you can test it and see. But in general, I I now work with someone who is, she, she was one of basically eight in the world who were kind of accredited by Facebook. And so she, she basically, if there's a problem with your anything, she has all these connections to open doors. And it just meant when I was scaling, it was much easier to do that. And, and I'm not a numbers person. So it was much better to, to outsource that.
1: So did you primarily outsource it so that you could just have someone who knew what they were doing and like really manage it for you? It's, I guess I'm wondering, was it more about the technical or was it more about the creative, the ad copy and the images and things like that?
0: It was more about the technical. It was more
1: about the absolutely
0: understanding the the uh, to, uh, the to best way to leverage Facebook ads and get the best return on investment. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the copy, I do work on that, but I, I also actually now get... Although my background is I'm a journalist and I can write, being a journalist, but I do, sales copy is not really my bag in the same way that I'm not very good at selling in that way. So I do now outsource copywriting for particularly sales pages. And so sales pages and ads, I think it's it's really a worthwhile investment to get someone who's really good. And having, I've now explored quite a few copywriters And I can honestly say that it's such a skill. And there are lots of copywriters who can claim to be really good and can charge huge amounts of money. And they're really not that great. So you have to shop around for someone who knows what they're doing and is definitely comes recommended for doing
1: Facebook ads. Making a note. So it sounds like it's definitely not primarily who's writing the ads and it's also not your Facebook ad manager who's writing the ads.
0: No. So I have someone who does the copy and then my Facebook ads, my Facebook ads person just manages my Facebook ads, but she will also oversee the copy. She has a good understanding and will tweak things as well.
1: So you were initially writing your Facebook ads though. How long ago did you outsource the writing of the ads? I outsourced about probably
0: before I started selling courses. I was I'd started doing, I did Facebook ads maybe four years ago when I first started in business. Just you know the usual route where it was a freebie, a Facebook ads and a freebie, and I just got I was I was having terrible return on investment, and you know just ads it was all glitchy and it just. Yeah, it didn't really work. And I, that whole method of trying to get people to sign up to your list from a freebie. And I just, I soon stopped. I realized it was, it was just not a, a profitable way to run a business.
1: So, are these video ads or image ads that you're running primarily? So, bizarrely, <laughs> and I'm often asked this question like,
0: why have you got a still image of you when you're selling video? But still images. Actually, so video ads work really well for retargeting people. So people will watch those and you can understand who your audience is and retarget
1: those people. I think that that really makes sense, actually, because, I mean, think about if you're scrolling your feed and you see a video from someone you don't know who they are, you don't know why you'd want to listen to them. So you're not going to stop and listen to this random person talking. But if you're retargeting, then you're showing these ads to people who have already been introduced to you and your brand, at least a little bit. And so now they have a little bit of context and they know why they might want to listen to you. And that's it. It's it's that you want to the first thing is you want to stop the scroll.
0: And actually, bizarrely, when people are making a purchasing decision, they're more likely to purchase from you when it's a still image rather than a video. I can't explain why, <laughs> but in, in, in the case of selling
1: courses, that's what we found. That is really interesting. And that can save a lot of people a bit of testing work right there, right? To not have. And I, th- I do think it is still, of course, always good to test things out for yourself. And, you know, you never know what might work, but it's, you know, you've run a lot of ads at this point and sold it a lot of courses. So it's great to have your experience on that.
0: Yeah, you have to, you definitely have to test. I do have videos and I run videos And and the great thing with using video is that if you if somebody watches your video for more than 10 seconds, they're interested in you. And therefore, it's worth retargeting them with more ads and really going after that audience. If they don't watch, you can skip on by and not retarget them.
1: Well, that leads right into what my next question was, which is if someone doesn't buy after clicking on your ad, are you retargeting them? It sounds like definitely yes. Are you retargeting them with the same ad though, or a different ad? It's a video ad now so a mix of still and video
0: ads because actually the purchasing decision is often about a still image. So, and, and people need to see things, I think it's nine times before they'll actually buy. So you, so you have to warm them up so they get to know you. And, and obviously I'm, you know, as you said at the beginning of this, I'm not a big influencer. I'm, I've not got a big presence, but people people do see my ads and somehow take notice.
1: (laughs) Another question that I have about the ads is for those video ads, are you writing the script for the ads yourself or is your copywriter writing you a script that you're reading on a video? I write the video scripts.
0: So I sort of have a formula for those I have a course that teaches people how to do it and and I sort of tend to stick to that script where it's got various pain points and stats that I kind of drop in and and then I and then the way that I close and although it's it's kind of fairly formulaic people haven't noticed yet
1: <laughs> or if they noticed it worked anyway right yes <laughs> Okay, so now that we've talked about the ads affair about, I know we're kind of running out of time, but I want to talk to you about the other thing that seems to me like it's probably a big part of this equation, which is the emails. So once someone purchases one of your products, you're probably sending them a series of emails. Could you walk me through what that looks like?
0: Yes, absolutely. So so essentially they join the list, they having purchased at least one one course, and then they're sent a series of emails to kind of nurture them to get to know me and then how many
1: emails is that that so just nurturing so
0: what i do is i send a welcome email and then i send three that are just so they get to know me and and what i want them to do is actually do the course because how often have we bought courses and products? I'm so guilty of this. I'm raising yeah. my hand. <laughs> yeah. we don't actually take action and do it. So what I want them to do is do all of those things because actually it's crammed full of useful information that's going to really help them. But once they do the course, they'll get to know me. They'll see actually that it's quite a good course And then they might want to buy other courses. So it's really important that they do course one. And so I want to to really encourage them to do that as much as possible. So giving them information about it, cheerleading them, all of that stuff. Then we leave it two weeks, I think it is. And then, then there's a series of emails about buying an order bump. And then it's a space of a couple of weeks. And then it's for... The bigger course, mm-hmm. and then it's it's my membership, and and then I I then also have a series of other courses that I sell. So I have a Pinterest course, and I then what I'm doing with that is I have say a quiz, and you know just a test to see if somebody's interested in a particular product. So we do a quiz, and then on the back of the the quiz,
1: there's a tripwire to sell the course. Oh, okay. Is the tripwire that's offered on the back end of the course based on the results that they got in the course? Yes. Oh, very smart. I like that a lot. So essentially, I have
0: four different quizzes. And so some are selling so different, so different outcomes, selling a different course. And, and then also the courses, sorry, the quizzes um, are then, you know, really great to put on social media, on YouTube, to therefore also get people to sign up and have a go at the quiz. And then from that, then ultimately buy from the products as well.
1: The reason those quizzes are so smart is because you're basically asking people, what do you want me to sell to you? And then you're selling it to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so
0: you know, so I've got a variety of quizzes on, you know, about you know what type of video? What's your video personality? That kind of thing. So it really taps into where they are and their journey to to then sell at that uh, and
1: aim for that particular target. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you mentioned that you sometimes share those quizzes on social media. Do you ever promote them with Facebook ads or just organic social media for those? So it's,
0: at the moment, it's just organic social media. But I am tempted to do the quizzes. I think I'm going to wait. So one thing to know with selling on Facebook, that quarter four is always mm-hmm. the most challenging because it's the run up to Christmas and basically, Facebook ads are literally, it's a big auction. And so you are competing with lots of the big global brands. So if the cost of a Facebook ad, you don't get as much return on investment. So if you wait till the 26th of December, then the cost decreases massively. And so, you know, if you're testing out new products, things like that, I would say wait till after Christmas, and particularly things like quizzes, you're gonna get a much better um, return on your investment.
1: That is a great tip. Okay, so those quizzes relate to another question that I have for you, which is um, when you're first describing the Facebook ads, I understood that basically people were only getting on your list if they had bought something, which is so, so beautiful, right? To just have a list full of buyers, the warmest of the warm leads. But if you're putting those quizzes out there, then you must have some people who are joining your list having not bought. Is that correct? Yes. Do you have have very many people at all doing that? So I do have some
0: people on my list from my freebies. There was a time when I actually removed all freebies and they could only, it, they, the only way they could join my list was literally
1: through buying a product. Mm-hmm. And that runs so counter to it. So many people teach, but it's a really cool, different strategy.
0: Yeah. And I, and I did actually like it, but I, when I started doing the quizzes and thinking about the quizzes and actually you know harnessing things like pinterest you know i get a lot of views on pinterest and so i was then thinking okay i need to i need to actually bring them back in but i mm-hmm. wanted to do it in a smarter way hence things like the quizzes and really be as streamlined as possible with with both freebies as well that it was bam straight into selling a course rather than before I always had some sort of it was you know it's actually quite a good course that it was like a little free mini course but but it wasn't going anywhere and it wasn't streamlined and it's everything that you do has to be so intentional so the freebie, the quiz has to match your courses. And so you do the mini course and then the bigger courses so that you can, that can enable you to scale and sell more successfully.
1: That is gold right there. And something that so many people miss when they are working on building an online business. Absolutely. I mean, I just sort of like, oh yes,
0: let's create a, I did a get visible guide and you know, it's, it's fine, but it, it, it didn't it didn't go anywhere. Mm
1: -hmm. Can you walk us through what sorts of emails people get after they um, subscribe to your list via one of these quizzes, but they haven't bought yet? You're not introducing them to the product that they just purchased. So I assume that you have them go through a series of welcome emails and then it probably looks kind of similar after that. Yes. So essentially if they, if they don't buy, then they will then gradually,
0: they'll get three emails selling a product. But essentially, what I've tried to set up is I, I've, I've got six months worth of emails to send to somebody selling different products and courses. And so once they join my list, they're literally in that nurture sequence for six months. And Is I it do- an email
1: every week for six months? Or is it like a few emails and then take a break and then a few emails and then take a break?
0: It's three emails, take a break for a couple of weeks. Three emails, take a break for a couple of weeks
1: wow lucy you have shared so much with us today this has been so interesting and while i would love to continue to ask you all the nitty-gritty questions about every single aspect of this amazing funnel that you built i feel like the best way for people to actually understand all the details and see this would be to see it in action right so where could people go to find you online maybe subscribe to your newsletter maybe take one of your quizzes where can people find you so if you go
0: to lucygriffiths.com, my quizzes are there and and also my course confident on camera so you can see the process in action.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Seeing things in action is often much better than just hearing a description of them. Is there anywhere else where people can find you online? So I tend to be lucygriffiths.com dot com on YouTube, on Instagram, And I'd love to connect with you there. Okay, fantastic. Well, we'll be sure to leave links to all those different sites in the show notes so people can find you. And just thank you again so much for sharing so generously with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Wasn't that a great interview? I loved talking to Lucy today. I really was nerding out about all the details she was sharing about how this funnel works. And she just has such an amazing story. It's amazing how far she's come in just the last 18 months. I don't know if you caught that, but she's sold these 30,000 plus courses in just the last 18 months. And for six of those months, she wasn't even working because of all the craziness that has been 2020. So a truly impressive accomplishment here and something that I hope you can learn a lot from so that you can build a funnel and an entire system like this in your business and start selling courses on autopilot as well. Speaking of which, as I mentioned earlier on, this exact type of funnel is exactly what we are currently teaching inside Startup Society. We have our guest expert, Tony Rulli in there, who is an incredible Facebook ads manager. He runs the company that runs the Facebook ads for ConvertKit, Acuity Scheduling, Brooke Castillo, Jasmine Starr, and myself. And he's inside Startup Society right now as our guest expert, teaching us how to build a funnel like this and to run the Facebook ads into the funnel. So if you want to learn how to do this for yourself, then make sure you head to startupsociety.com to find out more and join the program. We can't wait to meet you and start working together to grow your business month after month. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to right now and share it on Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see that you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so that they too can learn how to work less, earn more, and take back their lives. And if you really love the show, then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review to give it a boost. Not only will this help the show out, but it's also going to give you the chance to win a 12-month membership to Startup Society. Each week, I'll be picking one winner. To enter, all you need to do is post a review on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to include your Instagram handle so we can send you a DM if you win. Okay, now let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.